am so excited to talk to the court cousins. They are bound to call Gunther their favorite German court cousin. Any moment now. <laughs> I know it. I just know it. Oh, there they are. <sighs> Mother, I told you I must leave this line open. I am expecting Jason and Kyle any moment. Y yes. Yes, I love you too, Mother. Yes, I'll bring the snitch later. Yes, goodbye. Oh. <sighs> I just know. Any moment they'll be calling me to get me on the show. <laughs> right? Uh, they, they couldn't forget. No. Not at a time like this. Not when Moritz and Franz just won gold! Welcome everybody to Court Cousins episode 52. My name is Kyle. I'm joined as always by my courteous, my handsome, my intelligent cousin, Jason the Peach. We've got a damn good show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to check in with each other as we always do in our psychological check-in. We will scour the interwebs for your interesting, insightful, or just downright funny posts about our Orlando magic. And then, oh man, am I excited? It's degeneracy time. We don't get enough chance to do this, Peach. We're going to have a special gambling segment, wager time, looking ahead at all the wagers for this season. And don't go anywhere. You better stick around for the mm. whole show, you sexy scallywags, you scoundrels. You'll get in there for the large ending at the end. But first, mm. we have some very important recognitions, Peach. As always, we got to shout out our all-stars and second cousins over on the Patreon. So shout out to you all. Magic Player History, Bulby the Dawn, Paulo and Franz's Warmth, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Connor and Yachty. What you want? Baby, I got it. What you need? <laughs> I like a good call and response. Yeah, shout out. We love to see it. Uh, but thank you so much. That was much. not planned either, by the way. <laughs> well, spontaneity is the best spark of creativity. Really, thank you so much to everyone who can support over on the Patreon. We realize it's not in everyone's finances right now, and that's totally fine. If it's not, just give us a like, give us a subscribe, because that helps the algorithm. And also, right now, if you've been watching, if you watch the segments, if you watch the full episodes, why don't you go over and, and make sure you're subscribed? Because we're we're only 40 away from 1,500, Peach. Another cool milestone. So if you've been watching and you haven't yet clicked the subscribe or you think you are, just double check and help us out. And, uh, you know, the Patreon is another level of support. And Peach, uh, he might sound crispy today because he went out and he got a little uh, interface there that is doing things for him. So that's the type of stuff that we put the money of the show into things to make it better. So again, thank you to everyone who supports. Yes, and thanks. It is. It was very fun to be able to go into Guitar Center and say, this is my problem. I don't sound crispy. I need yeah. warmth. I, I require gain. Please help <laughs> me get it through sound so that my audiophile cousin will be excited about yes. the sound of my voice from so far away. So very thankful to be able to do that. Thanks for everybody who who participates. And I understand you may not be able to do it right now because times right. are tough. Energy bills are high. Am I right, South? Right? Yeah. The AC bills. It's insane, but it's life. 
<laughs> yeah. So again, we really appreciate that. And as a part of, you know, part of the thank you for doing that this Saturday, we're going to be doing our monthly court cousins, Patreon video hang. So you get to hang out with us. We post the outtakes uh, of all the shows on there. Peace just watched some recent outtakes and got some laughs. So we hope you get some chuckles out of that. And we also, you know, get input from folks over on the Patreon about things that we are going to be including on the show. And on top of that, there's even more. Every month we do a jersey giveaway, and this month's jersey winner was none other than Buddy Albrickson. Congratulations, sir. I think Buddy, we were talking about this, Peach. I think Buddy is from uh, Deutschland. So German, Germans be winning stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> they very do. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Buddy... Uh, I, who sent us that special uh, magazine that's right behind me. I'm pretty sure that was Buddy. So thank you for everything you do for the show, Buddy. And, you know, we'll be reaching out to to get you a jersey. Maybe he wants a Franz jersey right now. Maybe our Deutschland Franz jersey. That's something. Who I doesn't? Like yeah, I know. Seriously, let's let's get into it. All right. But before we – we're going to talk about Franz. We're going to talk about FIBA a little bit. Um, but before we do, we're cousins. We love each other. Check in with your people, ladies and gentlemen. It's important. So let's go to our psychological check-in, that social-emotional check-in on the scale of a Cole Anthony. So, Peach, I've been talking a lot. Let me throw it to you, sir, and I'm just going to listen. How you doing for the psychological check-in? All right. <laughs> see, now, if you're a Patreon, you'll be able to go see that outtake. <laughs> you'll really enjoy that <laughs> back and forth. Uh, I, I'm doing all right. I picked this picture of Cole. He's sort of celebrating here, giving a woo, like, oh, my God, what's happening? Uh, this was sort of me on Friday. Uh, we hosted at our rank the Dallas Stars, like, inter anyone who works there can play in this three-on-three -three hockey tournament. Um, I entered... I haven't played hockey in about a year and a half at all, but decided what the hell got to get in on this and played some of the best hockey of my life. Um, I scored four goals in one of those games. Um, I had the game winner in the first game. I am not good at hockey despite being around rinks all the time. I don't skate that often. It's not crazy if a year goes by and I don't get out there. So this was amazing for me. It was a lot of fun. I got to meet people up and down from all over the place within the stars organization. So it was cool. The radio broadcast guy was on our team. He was our ringer. Um, he had a former ice girl who's now in merchandising that was on our team as well. She made us some custom jerseys, which was amazing. Um, and I mean, I scored the game. I scored four goals. I scored it against the guy who plays the mascot. I'm not going to tell you who he is. So I don't want to ruin the illusion, but it was a ton of fun. Um, but I'm super tired. We played 12 minute running time. And for most people like a minute shift in hockey, that's it. That's all you do. But for 12 minutes straight running time, we played four of those <laughs> within like three hours. So I was just wiped at the end of it, sat in the locker room for a long time, staring down, contemplating life, couldn't even get my equipment off. I gave all I had to give, but it was a fun time. And uh, so I'm still a little sore right now from, from all that. Like I, I went a little too hard, but I'm, I'm recouping with it with a good day of Sunday football ahead. So I'm excited about that. How are you doing? Nice. Sorry. All right. Well, yeah, plenty. Of, you're in Peach's in a flow state right now. So maybe we should upgrade this to an awesome episode. The zingers could be well on the way. I uh, hope you get some rest today, man. That's a, it's a hilarious story. 
uh, about scoring on the mascot. You, I, wait, that's a real per- a person in there? Shit, you just ruined the illusion. <clears throat> yeah, I just want to be clear. He wasn't in the mascot suit. <laughs> that would have been that would, sick. That would make the goals less impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but way funnier uh, in my in my opinion Rob, you're right, you're right. <laughs> um i am i have this kind of he looks pensive you know the, I, there's a little bit of a theme sometimes in me he's looking down he looks like he's gathering himself getting ready for a shot um and and i took this because i've had my head down a little bit this past week i've been feeling a little overwhelmed just by the little things that I, I have to do, the errands that I have to run. In isolation, none of these things are huge. You know, just uh, canceling a subscription that I told Peach about that's just been, you know, scamming me for months. Um, damn you, porn website. Um, getting my passport photo, like doing all these little things, and then also trying to navigate my relationship with my lady, which. We had a couple little tiffs this weekend because we were both or this week because we were a little bit exhausted and I think our frustration tolerance was drained. So in those moments, you know, I, I see myself having this reaction that is my the child Kyle reaction in front of me, the the conditioned reaction that I've had as a kid, where I'll kind of get anxious, I'll be avoidant, I'll run to like porn or booze or or weed or g- video gaming, something to detach. Which, you know, there's a time and place for that, certainly. We, we can use those things healthily and, and to have a good time, perhaps. But for me, it's a crutch. So I found myself, my mind's wanting to take me there. And I'm proud of myself, man. I've been able to to notice that and, and to have more conversations with those voices in my head in a more calm and curious way. Not trying to have like a fight with them and not criticizing myself and just going and having a conversation with that inner child, Kyle, and just seeing what he needs and and why he's still scared because he's reacting to the situation as if he's seven, eight years old. He doesn't even know that I'm an adult. I'm financially secure. I've got a wonderful relationship. You know, I'm I enjoy I'm an, I'm gonna have a happy life. And sometimes it takes for me to go inside and have a conversation with those voices, those that young Kyle inside. And I I'm proud of myself that I'm doing that. So I'm on the up, but I was feeling a little weighed down. I've got some of those things done. And uh yeah, I'm feel, I'm feeling a little bit lighter, Peach, but I'm still not quite out of the valley. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a different it's a different life we lead for many reasons. Um, yeah, I, I'm not trying to. It's weird. I feel like no matter what status you're in in life, you're always going to find some sort of problem, right? Like for sure. Even they say that the really rich people are never really truly happy uh, because there's something missing in their lives. So I don't know about that. I'm not sure. I'd like to test the theory. Somebody yeah. has some free money they'd like to give me. So I could test that theory. That'd be cool. Join uh, the Patreon. But it's, <laughs> but it's weird the things that that people worry about, right? Like everyone's got different sets of how am I going to get through this, that, and the other thing? And so, like, I know for me, <laughs> I don't want this to make it feel bad or feel like it's it's insecure, but, like, when I hear about your problems, I'm like, man, I wish I had those problems. Like, right. you know, you, at least you've, you've got someone in your life that's with you. Um, you do have a good head about you and a good support system right there. I know I lived in that area for a while. So, like, um, you know, it's like all those problems are all things that you can wrinkle out, but it does seem like you've got a good hold on being able to put those things in their place and you don't let them dominate anymore, which is good to hear. But I think it's it's different sometimes when you think about, like, oh, am I going to have enough gas next week to get to work? Like mm-hmm. some people, that's always where I go. When I start to have a thought that's like, 
you know, one of those ones like, you, you know, you're kind of just mentioned. I always kind of think about like, oh, I remember the times when like I had to eat PB and J for like two weeks. And right. so as long as that's not my life this week, then things are better. But yeah. maybe that's not the best way to look at things either. But I try to always have that gratitude of knowing where I'm at. But I feel like even though you've it's good that you've identified those things and it seems like you, you've got a, a more healthy way of dealing with them now, which is good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Well, thanks, homie. It took a lot of uh, took a lot of therapy. Took a lot of, I mean, a meeting or a meetings for like pornography and sex and stuff. A lot of communication therapy books, books that you've you know shared with me, different things. So it's been a work in progress. But you're absolutely right. We we all just have problems. These are first world problems for me for sure. But there is, you know, they do say that money doesn't bring happiness. But I think that the line of demarcation is at like seventy five thousand dollars a year is where they say below that there actually is an impact because that's kind of the general line where, like you said, you have to worry about, um, you know, food, gas in your car expenses, and that those stressors do impact happiness. And that's why I get, you know, frustrated because you're, you're overqualified and underpaid. I've got other friends who are overqualified, underpaid, and it frustrates me that people that are working hard out here, can't get a livable wage and we've got people that couldn't spend the amount of money they have in tons of lifetimes but we're not going to go into a social political conversation i don't want to lose any more uh subscribers after our uh our, our one dip of the toe into the uh, jonathan isaac pool so uh let's get on with some uh, orlando magic show peace shall we sure <laughs> All right, let's go right now into the social media roundup. That time when we when we go to you, the people, because we're men of the people. All right, we want to see what the people are talking about and 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 get your takes and give our takes on things. So let's not bury the lead at all, Peach. Let's talk about Franz Wagner right off the cut. We've got a couple gems up front from uh, Welt God, and this is one Welt God. With the Pornhub post, young German goes off on Americans. That's why I, I the first thing I thought about was like, yeah, German porn, man. That's another reason I think I love Deutschland right these days. It's just like their porn is next level. You all some freaks out there in Deutschland. I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm interested. I'm interested. Is this a, is this the site that was taking money from you? How do you know about this? Stuff? No, no, it, it wasn't. Do, what are they doing over there? That's weird. What are they doing? They dress. Oh up my stuff? god! There's 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 gang bangs, clown bangs, you know, dwarf bangs. There's all types of bangs happening. There's pee bangs. There's poop bangs. There's so many things, dude. Just just type German, and next Listen. time you head over to this website and see what you come up with. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to get all of the hate for the J.I. supporters that left watching the show after those sentences that you just said. I feel like those people would be offended by those things. And honestly, clown bang, I don't know if I'm going to be able to forget that. It's gonna <laughs> but, I'm uh, picturing Ronald McDonald and those are the clown right now, and I just don't like it. <laughs> oh, thank you. I just uh, just got my Halloween costume. <laughs> but uh, let, me, let me riff on this a little bit. The, the ethos of the post is... Germany with the upset win over the USA. And as we are recording this right now, Germany has just defeated Serbia to win a gold medal. So congratulations to Franz and Moritz. You know, maybe it's an oversight. We maybe should have had the German court cousins on this episode. But 
it was it was great. It was interesting to see the reaction on Magic Twitter. There was a lot of positivity for Franz and Germany winning. Almost too much for me, a little bit. Like people were rooting for sh- Germany to win good. outright uh, over the USA, which I can't get behind that, but I do understand why Magic fans are feeling that way. You have a team that were in Paulo Bancaro in the United States where Paulo Bancaro was an afterthought on this team. Mm-hmm. And and Kerr paid for that, I think. That it was a poorly constructed roster. Uh, very talented roster, but poorly constructed. We needed some true big men to play against the in this more physical international style when there's got teams with multiple seven footers like Lithuania. Paulo Bencaro yep. cannot do that. And I think that's where we saw getting back to last episode, that's where he's gonna get in trouble in the NBA. And that's why Paulo at the five is gonna work in very few circumstances, in my opinion. Um but I understand why people are rooting for Germany because Germany runs through Dennis Schroeder and Orlando Magic, Franz Wagner. And it's much more exciting for us to watch a team that is running the offense through one of our guys who touches the ball on every single offensive possession and is talked about constantly by the announcers because he's integral to the German team, as opposed to you know rooting for USA, which is great. That's our national pride, of course. But I think people were a little off-put, myself included, by this, you know, the little burn that Paulo got in, you know, a position that's not truly his position. I would have loved to see him playing the four and being used in the way that his skill set is dominated. It is dominant. So, I know Peace, you didn't watch a lot of it, but um, Franz, a German, goes off on on USA. How do you feel about that, sir? I feel good about it. I, I really don't care much about international sports. Uh, especially for the U.S., I feel like we've dominated a lot of stuff for a long time, and who cares? It's not good for the game. It doesn't spread the love. Um, I, I'm a huge Franz fan, like you said. I love that he's a focal point of their team, so I, I would have preferred them to beat the United States. It doesn't do anything for me or my bank account or anything going on. It doesn't release any of our national debt, right? Like, So who cares if, if our <laughs> you know B team goes over there and wins some stuff? But yeah, I didn't it was a funky built team. I still think it's a very good group of players, but I, I don't know. I just don't care that much about the international play. So uh, if for me, I'm like, yeah, let some obscure team win it. That's really going to care. And boom, we got it. We got Germany winning. The one negative is that one of our Patreons and friend Dylan Holden might be in a bar right now, drinking, <laughs> muttering Dennis Schroeder underneath his breath. And I just hope he's doing okay because he trashed him on our last, our last uh, hang with the Patreons. And uh, and wow, <laughs> it was almost like he motivated him yeah. to lead their team to victory. So I- I'm happy for for the Wagners. I think it's great. And I think it's good for the game to have some different teams winning. It doesn't always need to be the United States. If we're not going to send our best players, do not expect the, the best result, mm. right? Stop pretending to people and telling people, oh, and it's Team B shit. The, either this guy, either this team should have taken that as a slap in the face, risen up, and taken the world by storm, or you send over your best players and you come home with the gold every time. And until they're going to really give it the right at proper attention, either way, I'm not watching it. So. Yeah. No, I, I feel you on that. And I mean, I don't think we need to even send over our best players to win. I think a team constructed like this with guys who are on the up in the NBA, you know, the next level stars, these guys are no slouches. Tyrese Halliburton was an all-star. Mikhail Bridges looked awesome. I mean, he's going to crush it for Brooklyn this year. Um, we'll mm-hmm. talk about him, maybe most improved player uh, odds later in the in the show. But 
I think it's more just Steve Kerr trying to force a style of play onto these guys playing them out of position, and that has to go back to Grant Hill too because having one center, one center on the team, Kessler Edwards, is that that's how that's his name? Yeah, Kessler Edwards. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a four. Paulo Bancaro is a four. Stop trying to make them a five. I think this right. t- this team's future or this fate is much different if we have, and we've seen some chatter on, about this on Orlando Magic Twitter. Even Wendell Carter Jr. playing the five because he's a center and he knows how to play the five. So mm-hmm. have him play the five, and Jaron Jackson Jr. can play the four, the position that he actually likes to play, and he can roam and he can be even more dangerous blocking shots. You know, we need a yeah. guy like Bam Adebayo. We need true centers. Americans, Javale McGee. Yeah, even that, even that would have been something, so that our other guys didn't have to play out of position. Because you've brought this point up numerous times, Peach. The U.S. team doesn't practice together as much as the rest of the international teams. I mean, those other guys, they're playing in professional leagues as well, so it's not easy for them. But they still get a little bit more burned together because there are far less guys from Serbia that are in the running for the Serbian national team. So those guys have been playing with each other for years and years and years. Um, and so when you throw together a team that now has to compete against guys who have way more continuity, let's not, let's not fuck with their, their position on their positions and, and how they play and the styles that they play and try to insert them, put a square peg into a round hole. I think that's really where we got, off track here and you know maybe maybe that's what it is because in german porn maybe they do try to put a square peg in a round hole and that's what we love about them (laughs) (laughs) so putting the square peg in the round hole worked in this game and you know one of the things i thought about is that like you know what would i like to see and we've talked about the team aspect which is something i enjoy more i think i'd be more interested in watching a league of champions where Mm. literally the nba champion goes and takes on the champion of all those other little Euro leagues and stuff that you always hear about. And mm. would the NBA champion probably win? Yeah, they probably would. But that would be our best team, right? Like that's right. our best team from our top league. I don't know how that would factor in for the Toronto Raptors and Canada's representative, but I'm just saying, like, I would rather watch a, like, league of champions yeah. versus countries because I don't care what little border you were born in. We're all human beings. We're all on this marble together here. So let's just like cut the crap out with the borders. It's only like a fun reference tool. Like when you're like, meet someone's like, hey, you're from the same little state I am. Hey, cool. Have fun. No, you remember this thing? And remember the state ca- for state fair? But uh, <laughs> in essence, if you're all playing basketball, you're all doing the same thing. It doesn't really matter where you're from. Amen, baby. That's a beautiful sentiment to end that one on. From German porn to all coming together, living on this marble. <laughs> all right. Um, well, you know, I mentioned that the international game, Peach, is it's it's more inside. I mean, there, there's some there's some big man shit happening. It's more physical, so there's a little bit more of that, you know, big man shit down low. There's not a lot of paint play with this next post. Um, this is from DJ Roberson. Um, I he cannot says, believe you didn't make a German porn reference here. For this <laughs> <laughs> but oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> There's going to be urine everywhere because I'm only pulling threes. I'm going mm. to hang out with my buddies later to watch football. I'm going to a sports bar later too. This, I hope this was at a sports bar. It is a, it's a toilet uh, where the, you know, the toilet is in the paint and they have a three point line. So I mean, can you imagine just trying to? It's gonna be a, a wet 
it's going to be a wet bathroom, perhaps. That line is that line is deep. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I couldn't hit from three, but you know, being able to keep up the stream consistently, you're you're gonna you're gonna get the the, the guy's gonna come out have to come out with the with the towel <laughs> on the stick and yeah. wipe up a little bit after you're done when you run back the other side of the court. It's come out. That's fair. That's fair. You you young whippersnappers watching this may have no problem, but as you age, it will get more difficult to hit that target, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Word to the wise. Let's get off our old man porch and get into a young man on our squad, again from Weltcod. This is a fact, Pish. 87% of players who grow a beard in the summer end up increasing their NBA 2K rating by an average of eight points. So Jalen Suggs is going to be going up from 76 to 84. Welt God has taken a photo um, from Jalen Suggs here. He's got the beard and the caption overly locked in. He has had his first, his first, ladies and gentlemen, healthy offseason. And I don't think that we can really overstate that. Year one, if you remember, he hurt his thumb at the end of Summer League, and that hampered him all through the offseason, and then he got nicked up a bunch in his his freshman campaign. Last year, got surgery offseason, minor surgery on the ankle, but surgery nonetheless. That sidelined him for a little while. This year, he's been doing great things. He did some basketball without borders work um, in, a, in foreign countries. He's been in Orlando now since then, it looks like, practicing with in the team facility, just getting it in. I love to see this piece. I'm expecting a huge jump from Jalen Suggs. I expect him to be the starter night one. Are you there with me yet? How, what are you thinking for Jalen Suggs? Yeah, I'm there. I, I feel like he's the starter night one. Uh, you said yet yeah, as if I wasn't ever there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think Jalen's the kind of guy that plays a, with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, but it's a positive chip. Mm. And I think he's seeing, you know, Paulo won the rookie of the year. I think Franz and Moritz are coming back with gold medals now. Um, this is a guy who, like you said, had a full off season to train, get better. As we'll see later, he, his rating doesn't go up to an 84 yet, but I think that uh, beard claim by well, God is probably for the entire season and, and never underestimate the power of a good beard. So uh, I think it's going to be a good, a good season for him. It, it, he is not the focal point of this squad, but he does have that dog mentality where he can do it. We've seen it over the course of the first two seasons where there are spurts where it's like he just drops like 15 points in like a, a quarter and you're like, what the hell? Or he'll just have the confidence to pull up and hit a game winner when, you right. know, okay, sure, go ahead. I like to have a player like that on our team while Franz and Paulo seem to be the face of mm-hmm. the franchise and what's going on. You've got guys like him that are ready to bust out and be that third man that people talk about. Well, Cole Anthony's cracking back cracking jokes on the bench and and uh and coming off with with a lot of fire and wendell's grabbing boards and and I, i'm it's it's hard not to be excited about this team we know who so, a lot of our players are right yeah i don't think we know who jalen suggs is yet we know because we're we're expecting that but we haven't actually seen the proof in the pudding so as usual, it's about that time of year where I'm excited to actually watch our team get on the court so we can stop all the speculation and start seeing yes. stuff. But yes. I know we're still you know, about a month and a half away from that. But that's one of the things I'm looking forward most to seeing is his jump. Because you expect Apollo jump. You expect Franz to still be great. 
this is the one thing. This is an X factor thing. Him and I'd say him between him and Mark L. Fultz being X factors of can they take that next step that would put us in like a you know top four or five in the East conversation. No, yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly with what you said. I resonate with that too. Like we we still haven't seen the Jalen Suggs that we all kind of think and know that he is. And you're absolutely right. I think he still knows that he's a guy. You see it in the confidence to take those final shots, which, mm-hmm. you know, for a guy who has come in and had some of the struggles that he's had in the first couple of years of his career, you wouldn't normally expect to still have that tenacity and that confidence, but he does, which I'm ecstatic about. He still has the belief in himself. And many, a weaker man, maybe even myself, Maybe may have been dejected at this point, may have been forlorn, but not Jalen Suggs. I mean, he came out. We thought that when we took him number five, that he was going to be the face of the franchise. He was going to be our guard of the future. And we kind of quickly had to recalibrate our expectations. We learned that he's not a point guard, that that's not what he's going to bring to this team. But we learn now what he can bring, and we, we believe that it can go to another level. And what we already know that he can bring, Peach is he's top 10% amongst guards in the league in steal percentage, block percentage, offensive rebound percentage. Let me translate that for you. He got that dog in him. Okay, all those stats like defense, offensive rebounding, those are things that are, you know, hustle stats. That that's you're going to get when you just he's just an uber competitor. And that has gotten him to, into some trouble in terms of injuries. He goes 100,000% all the time, which is both his strength and his weakness, but I think over the last year, we saw him understanding how to control that speed, that force of play a little bit more, and we're seeing it now in the numbers and and the play on the court. He was finishing uh, a lot of games for us with the Magic at the end of the year. I pulled up just to see and to stamp my point about he should be starting the lineups with the starters with Gary Harris and the lineups with the starters with Jalen Suggs. And those starting lineups with Jalen Suggs, while they had only about 10% of the minutes uh, that Gary Harris did, um, they're better offensively and they're significantly by like almost 10 points better defensively. So Mm. I'm, and I believe in Jalen Suggs' shot. He, I know it's a a small sample size, but last 30 30 games, he shot 37.5% from three on three and a half attempts per game. So, that's pretty damn good. I always liked the look of his shot. It always looked really balanced. It has a nice flow to it. I always liked the look. And it started to come along when he got consistency. When the rest of our team started to get healthy, that's when Jalen Suggs really started to come on. I'm expecting a huge, huge year from Jalen Suggs this year. Yeah, to your earlier point, I've heard that he is such an uber competitor that when him and the boys are going somewhere, yeah, he will fight with them to see who can get their car here there faster to where they're going. And, is that uh, true or are you fucking with me? Yeah, I'm fucking with you. It's a joke. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's an uber guy or a lift guy or if he just has a driver. Oh, it was an no uber idea. pun. I completely missed the uber pun. I thought it because yeah, I you just use uber a lot. And I always yeah. think uber is a car delivery service for humans <laughs> and food. <laughs> I just couldn't picture a man as wealthy as him in uber. I think that's where the that's where the, the cognitive dissonance came in. Um, 
But let us know. You know, what do you think? What What's your expectations for Jalen Suggs, ladies and gentlemen? Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Do you think he Ubers? <laughs> let me know. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. That's a segment. Perfect. Beautiful, Peach. Way to go. Let's keep that energy going. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we said he's on top of his game at the beginning of the episode. Uh, let's go to some uh, – I got, I got the Lakeland Magic shirt on here, Peach. I guess I'm going to have to retire this or get another one. No, it's I, a throwback. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's classic. It's already retro, baby. We love it. Uh, now the Osceola Magic. Unfortunately, when we're down there for Court Cousins Night in March 20th, I believe is the date. Is that right? Thursday against the Pelicans. There's no. Uh, I feel like it's a 21, 22. A 21. Like I think it's Thursday, it's 21st. Much more information about that to come. Just a little bit of a tease. Just a little bit of a tease on that. Um, there's no, they're not playing while we're down there, unfortunately. I thought we could do Magic, Ooh. Osceola, Matt. I mean, that would have been something. They're not there. But, you know, Peach, you, you were a monster on the ice. I'm thinking maybe you should fly down to Osceola and get into the tryouts. We see the open tryouts for the Osceola Magic. Peach, that shirt looks good on you. It looks like an athletic wear. Could you just hop on the court? What, what's going on? I'm I'm amazed that they have a tryout. If you watch the video that they posted, you can see how many different guys are there. I saw some jersey numbers. I think up in the uh, at least in the hundreds, which means yeah, that's a lot of guys. And you know they have a lot of guys kind of already signed and already on contract. So like, what are they going for? One, two spots, a hundred guys? Like the the hubris of all those gentlemen to think that they have that good a game that they can become the next bench guy for the Osceola magic, but God bless them. Who knows? I don't, I wonder what the success rate is on finding players at these open tryouts in the G league. If anyone's ever actually panned out to become even a regular G league player, like I'll be excited to see if, you know, the legends who play in the building right uh, that I work at the the Texas legends, see if maybe they have some walk-ons and maybe I'll talk to Spud Webb and be like, Spud, you ever getting anything out of these workouts? What's the deal, man? Let's go. (laughs) Colleague, coworker, Spud Webb. Colleague, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, am, I am excited for their, this new guy they're bringing in, this yeah. Nuni Omot, um, which kind of just goes along with what the Orlando Magic like to do, right? Get a big right. guy with some length that's got some upside that, like, you know, we, we've always got to have something like that. You know, it's 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 either a Bismack or it's a Bull, or now it's a Nuni. And it's always like, uh, all right, let's just try it out, see how it goes. But uh, he's apparently the BAL MVP, whatever the BAL is. Uh, but he's he's done quite a bit of things. Uh, have you heard anything about this guy? I have not heard anything about this gentleman, Nuni Omat. Although when I look at this gentleman, that is a reminder that I would never go to these open tryouts. This guy looks massive, <laughs> yeah. athletic as all get out. So. I mean, God bless the guys I went to try out. You have a confidence and don't freaking lose that thing. But this yeah. guy, Nuni o- Omut, um, he 2023, that's basketball, the, the Basketball Africa League is what that is, B-A-L. So he was the MVP of that league and the champion of that league. Um, he was on the Sudan, yeah, the South Sudan. They got their first win in the FIBA World Cup international play. Oh, wow, he which he was a part of that. I didn't watch the game, you know. So they've qualified for the Olympics. So he's been playing, you know, competitive international ball for a little while here. 
would love to see what he can bring. I actually don't even know what position he plays. Can you can we look that up really quickly, Pish? Um, but I'm it looks sure like he's, he's a, a center. He looks like guy, yeah. yeah, he looks like yeah, a big man, and that's exactly what we need on the Orlando Magic. Now I don't I don't know if this is another um, uh, Kai Soto situation, you know. So I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to oversell, but I'm still looking for a center, a big to who can do big man shit to fill up that last two way role. For the Orlando Magic to get to get spot minutes, knock on wood, if Wendell goes, to, I mean Wendell plays sixty games a year. He's only played over sixty games once in his career, and that was two years ago, and it was sixty-two games. So there are twenty games a year where we know we're gonna need some center minutes. And I love Goga. I I really do like what he brings. I think he's great. But Again, if you get that's thin. After that, it's Moritz, and he's not a true five, in my opinion. He's more of a four that we're using as a five because we've got great fours. That's mm -hmm. that's my anxiety. You get one injury, knock on wood, and then all of a sudden we're super shallow at the center position, and we run into what Team USA just ran into. We're getting destroyed in the paint, which did happen at times to us last year as well. It wasn't our biggest thing. That was losing the three-point battle, but sometimes rebounds were a little bit iffy. So maybe Nooney's the answer. Maybe he's our rebounding X factor, Peach. Yeah, maybe we just thought, hey, we lost the Philippines. We got to try to get. Well, let's yeah. go for the whole continent of Africa. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, but not not a bad idea to to. Hopefully, they don't upset the Africa by not bringing this guy up. Like we upset the <laughs> Philippines by yeah. teasing Kai Soto. <laughs> to near I don't want to. I don't want to get a whole <laughs> continent of people angry this time. Philippines is a small nation. A lot of people in Africa. <laughs> I don't think I can take the hate in the comments. <laughs> okay, Peach, you're gonna need. Let's go to some adjacent, so, some not bat, not Orlando Magic stuff, not even basketball stuff. You're gonna need to break this down for me because I don't know anything about it. It's a ball boy's mistake from Bally Sports Florida leads to a Dodgers run. Miss, what what was this all about? Well, first of all, let's give a shout out to Bally Sports Florida for still running, right? Under bankruptcy right now. Are we all feeling it, everybody? Eh? Are they going to be there? We don't know. Eh? Eh, someone's going to show us our games, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this ball boy for the uh, Marlins, uh, who, by the way, was uh, spitting dip while he was sitting down there on the line. So That's a no ball boy. man. Hold on. I'm sorry. That's a ball <laughs> man. We need to put an age cap on this ball boy situation. This is definitely, I think yeah. if you're getting laid or you could be getting laid, like, if if, if semen is coming out of your sa ball sack, then you should not be allowed to be a a ball boy. <laughs> uh, that would that would make for an odd interview process. Probably couldn't do it. There's some odd. Yeah, that would be a e weird interview. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it it's would. a pedophilia <laughs> joke, people. All right, let's get over it. Was, it. <laughs> it was, I think it's pronounced pedophile. Um, <laughs> so anyway, this uh, man. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, man. a ball was hit down the uh, first base line <laughs> it was a fair ball but as it bounced into foul territory this guy got up and was like i got this scoop <laughs> look at this scoop by me and i'm gonna throw it right into the crowd <laughs> <laughs> and then goes back to his seat in the moment they have stilled in this frame here but if you want to go watch the video this uh, is him talking to a fan and that fan is telling him that was a live ball that's the moment where he's finding out i fucked up big time <laughs> but it's a pretty funny watch definitely worth watching if you if you're not 
if you're not check that just check that out it's, it's oh my funny. god so what they mean, do they count that as like a way. yeah a run scored a run scored there was what? some men going around on the bases at the time ground rule um, double so like, yeah i think they ended up calling it like a ground rule double but they had to advance the runners the appropriate amount so a right. run ended up scoring that wow. probably wouldn't have if he had gotten out of the way the, the right fielder probably would have gotten over there got that scoop that up and and stop the run from scoring so he definitely cost him one let's be honest the dodgers are probably going to beat the marlins anyway <laughs> but uh that's fair sucks for this guy he's probably this he probably uh did his last game so that's at least he left with a highlight yeah <laughs> now you're done here you caught a foul ball oh and you're 40 get out of here ball man uh the way he scoops it up like I got this. Hey, fans, you want this ball? I'll hook you up and throws it in. And then just like goes back to the seat and everyone's looking at him. And that guy telling him is the best. <laughs> it wasn't no umpire there yet or anything. Just that guy turning to him and being like, yeah, that was a fair ball, man. Just him, him just going, oh, shit. <laughs> you want to see a man just lose himself. Live I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. All right, let's let's finish it off with a little bit more basketball talk here. Some disrespect from NBA 2K. I mean, I, I come. This is like the norm these days. You've got these two posts here, Peach. It's the Houston Rockets lineup uh, next to the Orlando Magic lineup. Uh, Paulo's at an 84. Franz is at an 82. Wendell's at an 81. Markel's at an 80. And Cole is at a 79. I think why you chose to put this side by side to the Rockets is we can see a little bit of potential disrespect happening here. There's uh Jabari Smith Jr. with a 79. Alperin Shangoon is rated higher than Wendell Carter right now. I mean, what? I understand that Alperin Shangoon can be a potentially, you know, high level offensive player, but uh, his defense is pretty non-existent. Jalen Green, same thing. You're telling me he, if you asked executives around the league, who you who do you want right now, Franz Wagner or Jalen Green? They're gonna say that Jalen Green is a higher-rated player than Franz Wagner. <laughs> That's silly. Um, Pish, are you you're having the similar reaction to this? Is that is that why you brought this up so that I could get pissed off about this? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I just kind of brought the Houston Rockets in for scale. Yeah. Um, I know it's not like me and maybe you're not going to be excited, but I'm not really here to throw shade on the Houston Rockets. I just wanted you to see <laughs> what we're up against, right? Because this right. is a team that rebuilding at about the same time. And yes. here's what they're saying. Their players are versus ours. And you already made the points I wanted to make about how is Franz Wagner gold medalist Franz Wagner lower than Jalen Green and Alperin Sangoon. Come on, bro. Right. What are we doing? I mean, I think, but 2K luckily is really good about updating stats as things go. Mm -hmm. And I would bet that since this gold medal win, somebody is already going, you know what? We only had him in 82. We got to bump him up a couple of points. You got to get the gold bump. So if he goes up a couple of points, then I'm more happy with it. But it just shows where they are. They, They have to scale things down. I'm sure Cole Anthony's pissed about a 79. Jalen Suggs, not even pictured. Right. Yeah. So the beard, the beard bump has not, not kicked it's, in for him right. yet, but hopefully it will at some point. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not, not upset about a lot of the Houston Rockets numbers. I think Alpin might be a little too high at 83, but, um, yeah, knowing that there's room to grow from there is really where it's at. So Apollo at 84 yeah. though, in season two, that's, that's good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't play these games, so I, I don't know, but 
I do like what you just said, Peach, that we know what we're up against out there. And and as Magic fans, we know what we're up against. We're we we know that people are gonna sleep and we're gonna be, you know, the last team to get talked about no matter how much we win. I mean, we we have the rookie of the year last year, and we're a team that a lot of prognosticators will say is he on the up and we've got so much talent. And how many national TV games do we have this year? I think one. And Victor Wembanyama never stepped a foot on the game. He's already got 11. We know what we're up against, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we need to stick it together. All right? Stick together as Magic fans. We might have some differences. We might have some differences in beliefs, lifestyles, all types of things. But porn. We, porn. Porn choices, you know, your favorite category. Um, but we got to stick together. The, that's what's beautiful about sport. It brings us together around the Orlando Magic. So, you know, even though you, you might not have enjoyed the, the weird puberty child joke that I just made, hey, you know, it can't all be for everyone. We're, we're just, we're in it together. Um, and I appreciate all of you out there, second cousins. And I love more than anything just talking about this team, the Orlando Magic. And I know you're excited to get into our next category. Yes. Yes. Which I'm going to call Vogger Time. <laughs> yes, it is time for wager time, or as we say, as Peach said, Vogger time. Uh, we're going to run down some of the season award odds and some of the standings odds for things that are related to our Orlando Magic. So I think we're going to start first. Some of these, let's take less time on the ones that maybe don't directly impact uh, involve our players, Peach, and we'll talk a little bit more on the ones that do. Don't you put so, me in a time box. All right, all right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. You do you. I'm just in this attic, and I'm starting to get hot. Um, all right, so we've got NBA champion. Let's start Let's start at the top, the champion odds, all right? So here we have uh, the number one, the best odds to win the championship are the Boston Celtics. A better, that, better odds than... Uh, the the Denver Nuggets who just beat them in the championship. So I, I hey make it make sense, Peach. I don't like the Kristaps Porzingis ad. I don't. He's Kristaps has never won anything. So even though I'm a you know the Celtics are in in fact my B team after going to Boston University and spending six years of my life there. I didn't love that that pickup getting rid of Marcus Smart. I don't know that they're necessarily a stronger team. The the Bucks have the third best odds at plus six hundred, Suns at plus six fifty. I mean that's pretty pretty decent odds if you if you feel very strongly that either of those teams are gonna win, you can make some money. Miami Heat are plus a thousand. The Magic don't show up until uh, much further down the line at plus thirty five thousand odds. So I think that's bet a dollar win three thousand five hundred dollars. I'll just I'll just double check that. <laughs> um, who's well, your? It's worth a dollar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It is worth a dollar. Um, Put a dollar on all those teams. Let's go. Who's your uh, Who's your preseason favorite? Would you say for the chip? I mean, I don't know if the Nuggets will have it to do again. It's mm -hmm. hard to argue because they were just. I feel like they were a step above everybody else last year. I don't know if Jokic is going to want to miss horse racing season twice in a row. So they may not go as deep in the playoffs uh, just for that. 
but it's hard to argue against them. I, I mean, I guess this is sort of just, it feels just based on last year and not like they didn't factor in any other things. I think Golden State being there at 1400 is a good bet. I think there's some money to be made there. And I think they still have a huge core of championship caliber players that could get things done. And I mean, even the Sixers at 1800, I mean, at some point they got to break through, right? I mean, probably you not would, this year. But. You would think, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but if you're not. looking for some, if you're looking for some long shots, I mean, right, right, just um, just to throw out. So it's, the odds aren't as great as I thought. You got to divide by a hundred, I think. I only divided by ten, so it's a buck to win three fifty. So, uh, okay. yeah, but that's still. But, uh, I mean, ten to win three thousand five hundred. Mavericks at uh, plus twenty four hundred. That's not yeah. terrible. That's not I mean, bad. You got two. You got two. If they're healthy and you got Luca and Kyrie, I don't almost care who else you have. So. Yeah. I like the the Warriors pick though. They're always going to be in it, I think. All right, next one, Peach. Um MVP. MVP and we actually so the the odds on favorite right now to win MVP is Nikola Jokic um coming back after Embiid took it from him last year. The they're saying he's going to come back and win another one plus 430 then it's Giannis, Luka, Embiid, Tatum, KD, Curry, Booker, Shea, Damian Lillard. We do have Orlando Magic. We have Paulo Bancaro on this list at plus 50,000 odd, um, odds to win that. He's behind Bradley Beal, which I don't really understand. Bradley Beal's not even the best, the MVP of his team. So I'm not sure why he would be in the MVP running, but you know, it is what it is. I don't think Paulo has a chance to quite win it this year, but who the heck knows? Who the heck knows? I might have to put five bucks on it. Just, just to have some confidence in my boy. Do you have a, do you have a favorite? I, don't, I like, I like Luca. He hasn't won it yet, right? He hasn't not won has the not, MVP yeah. yet, and that factors yeah, right. in a narrative. I won last year, people. So if you're out there trying to think of a bet, right. I said on this show, Joel Embiid, because of the narrative thing. Now Jokic mm-hmm. has just won a championship, and people said he probably should have gotten it again last year. You've got to have that off year when you have these greats like MJ probably could have won it a bunch more years, but they gave it to the Elijah Wands and, and you know, and then he would win it the next year. So they the voters like to space it out. It's pro it could very well go back to Jokic, but if I have my kind of second pick who I probably would put some money on, I'm gonna put a little bit on on uh Doncic. Yeah, I, I would have to say Doncic would be where I'd go with some of that money. Um, you're right. The voters are fickle. It seems like a weird yeah. thing. It seems like once you've won it, you got to be really amazing to then go back. You can go back to back, but once it's been a little ways since you've won it, it almost feels like you can't win it again now. So right. it feels too far away for Giannis. Um, and maybe, maybe yeah. Jokic as well. He's got his title now. Does he need that thing? It seems yeah. like something they would give to Luca if the Mavs are at all good, uh, Right. Or or maybe even Jason Tatum if the Celtics are relevant again because he has not really sniffed that upper tier. Right. Um, if Embiid can keep the the Sixers relevant though, he's still last year's MVP, so it could still be for him. If I'm going with a long shot, I'd say uh, I'd say maybe Dame is motivated to yeah have people stop talking about him off the court and maybe. play well. I mean, there's a good maybe. core of guys around him that he can could be the star if you know if the blazers they have to win know, were the yeah if they won the west you know if they were like the first or second seed by some some case and it's a, right. his doing it'd be hard to uh, ignore him as a top at least three or four 
probably vote getter at that point. Yeah, that's, I kind of like that argument for Kevin Durant though too. Like if the Suns come out yeah, and true. are as good as people think they might be, and they win the Western Conference out and out, then I'm imagining Kevin Durant's going to be the leader of that team, probably scoring you know close to 30 points a game. He could be a guy that might get a look. I just I just don't see Durant playing games. He just seems yeah. like the kind of guy that just yeah. doesn't play like like Kawhi Leonard or Paul George where it's like I'm going to play part-time and he may not even play enough games to get the award. So I That's true. There is that. the when there he's is healthy the and on the court, now. it's hard to yeah, when he's healthy and on the court, obviously Kevin Durant's one of the best players out there at all times, but right. it's whether he can choose to do it put some lotion on his ashy knees and get out there. And damn, you <laughs> damn, love going for this out. man's knees. Well, um, it's just, it just a little self-care, bud. <laughs> Got to lube up out the shower. Um, no, it, that that's a fair point. I think, what is the minimum? Is it 65 games? I forget exactly what it is. Let us know in the yeah, comments. It's I believe very it was doable. It's a, it's a yeah. doable amount, you yeah. know, but not for not Wendell, for like but Kawhi Leonard or, or most, you know, some of those guys, like they just, they don't, I don't know if they don't like to play or they need to be managed so much. It's like at a certain point, it's like if I can't give a team 55 games a year well, after that, two or three years, just hang it up. That's on the team though, man. They're, they're continuing to get these max contracts, man. It's on the freaking teams, dude. I, yeah. I, to a certain extent, like I understand where you're coming from, but these teams keep getting, I mean, the Clippers have just had the freaking wool pulled over their, their freaking eyes. All right. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. Let's go into let's go into something a little bit more interesting potentially for us. It's rookie of the year. So as you might expect, the runaway odds for rookie of the year are Victor Wembanyama. Wembanyama. He's at minus one fifteen odds, uh, which is that's like runaway for this thing. Chet Holmgren, who I think I, I already put money down on when it was even richer than this is at plus 330 then it's scoot henderson brandon miller amen thompson cam whitmore keontae george asar thompson jarris walker grady dick and then at plus 10,000 odds anthony black our other orlando magic that we drafted jet howard is at plus 15,000 odds um what what say you here peach what do you like um well i'm I'm like 100% sure they're just going to give it to Victor Wimben. You know, right, as right, long as right. He plays the right amount of games. Yeah. And because he's the focal point of that team's offense, like name other Spurs, please, who can. Yeah. Well, um, well, you can't because you're a basketball junkie, but like the average fan can't name Spurs at this point. So he's going to get the, his numbers. And if he gets his numbers, that will be enough. You know, like I, I think Chet or Scoot or any of these other guys could come close to matching his numbers. But if it's close, he's winning it. So they'll just give it to him. They just want those number one guys to get that. It's part of their whole media thing they're creating. And uh, he he might deserve it if he puts up those numbers. But honestly, if like if Chet is playing well and the Thunder are making the playoffs and they could win a round or something like that, that kind of means more a little bit to me. I understand it's based on just the player, but I like to figure out how the player affects the team. Does the team win more games? That mm. that matters to me when I'm thinking about votes. As far as, far as our guys go, I'm not surprised Jet Howard's that low on the list. I, I don't think he has a shot to win it, although maybe a little disrespectful to be that low. But if you want to talk about disrespect, Anthony Black being that low below guys that were selected past him, um, 
hopefully that motivates him a little bit if he sees that. I don't know if that he's motivated by such things, but right. I know there's a lot of people in the magic community that wanted Dick. Mm. And uh, here he is right above black. So mm. um, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to, that, that you don't want to walk into that joke. It was too much. Is we, we couldn't go there. We've made enough of those today. <laughs> we have a limit. Yeah. We're That's already fair. close to getting, we're going to get flagged more than you waving it after a German uh, gold medal. <laughs> if we keep up with this space. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Is any of this surprise you really? No, like, not this, really. This I think it speaks. Me. I mean, as you, as Peach, the, the philosopher Peach once said, the hate makes you great. So maybe Anthony Black is going to have this hate motivate him to be great. I hope it does, but I don't even think it's really a slight on him. It speaks more to the team. Grady Dick is going to have more of a role with the Raptors. The Raptors aren't projected to be as deep as we are. Um, Jarris Walker, where did I forget where he? Oh, he ended up with the Pacers. He's going to have more of a role. I mean, it just kind of speaks, I think, to the fact that the fit with Anthony Black isn't so cohesive. Like he doesn't have the clear path, which is something I'm curious about because Jeff Weltman always says, hey, we want to make sure we give these guys a runway to play or a path to play. Where exactly is that path to play for Anthony Black besides taking the just backup point guard minutes whenever Markel Fultz is not on the floor? Because again, that's not good enough for you. <laughs> well, no, that's that's fine. That's fine. But you know, it's that's a little odd for like a number six overall pick. But that just speaks to how deep we are. And I think the reason the our guys are so low this year is because we've got the rookie in the year last year. We've got a gold medalist, two actually, but Franz Wagner. Like we have our guys, and even the guys who aren't quite guys yet, like Jalen Suggs, who we talked about earlier in social media roundup. I think. People who know ball expect him to be taking a leap. So where where do these minutes come from? These guys are gonna have they're gonna have to fight for it. And they're definitely not gonna have enough time, I don't think, to put up the type of numbers that you're gonna need to be considered for rookie of the year. It's just No, I mean this 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 race feel it's not it doesn't feel like it feels like a race where Victor's already standing at the stop at the at the finish line. So yeah. if somebody is going to have to really go above yeah. and beyond to get there. And the only two men I think that have a possibility to go above and beyond mm-hmm. would be Scoot and Brandon Miller. Okay. I, I do think Chet is going to have good numbers and has a chance to win. Yeah. But I don't only if like Vic doesn't play the whole season or something like that. Okay. If Vic's out of the equation, it opens it up for Chet. But if Vic's yeah. there, nope. I like I like the Brandon Miller pick a lot, Peach. He had kind of a rocky start at the beginning of summer summer league, but then really came on, and you could see, oh man, this guy is a three level scorer. You could see him putting up maybe tw- close to twenty points with the horn, just because it's with the Hornets too. He's gonna you know, put up some gaudy. He's gonna get starter minutes probably there. He's gonna Pro- play a lot. Yeah. Like he could he could put up some gaudy numbers. Right, but the Hornets may suck. So right, so that that. We'll see. Um, that tends to matter less for rookie of the year, uh, how how good or bad the team is. But I like Brandon Miller, and we'll see what happens with uh, Damian Lillard. It might be – I imagine if Damian Lillard gets traded, those odds for Scoot Henderson get worse. Uh, or, yeah, they go, like, you know, worse for the gambler. So you might want to put a little bit on Scoot, assuming or betting or w- that, you know, Damian's going to get traded – and that would really open up the pathway for Scoot. With Damian Lillard on that team, I don't see it for Scoot, but 
that probably won't be the case. All right. What's next? The, oh, this Scoot one. Henderson just gives me this. Uh, Scoot Henderson gives me those vibes. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll run across. Yeah. It does, not even just in sports, but sometimes just in life. Mm-hmm. There are just those people you see, you meet, you hear them talk a little bit. I haven't met him, but I mean, like, I've seen enough of him. <laughs> he just looks like that kind of guy I do not want to bet against. Right. Honestly. Yes. And, and I, I, I just, I wish I could somehow bet on him mm-hmm. later. So he's on my radar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about an award that I think our guys are a little bit more in the running for. Someone that I put money down on for this award last year. It's most improved player, and that was Markel Fultz. Um, the, the leader for this is Mikhail Bridges, which makes a lot of sense. I think he was the best player on the USA team. He's going to have the keys to the castle. He is a all defensive player type of player, defensive team type of player. And now he's going to be having the opportunity to score in bunches. That makes a lot of sense to me. Second is Cade Cunningham. Then Austin Reeves, Tyrese Maxey, Alpren Shangun, Scotty Barnes, Franz Wagner is the first Orlando Magic off the board at plus 2,500 odds. Uh, Markel Fultz, though, who I think would be a great pick, is at plus 5,000. Paulo Bancaro is at plus 4,000. So um, who do you like from our team, Peach? Again, I think Markel Fultz has the best odds to make kind of that statistical jump, that jump from Nobody considers Markel Fultz, really, that especially the average typical NBA fan, think that he's a bust. So now if he is in the conversation for uh, you know, one of the better guards in the East, I think that that could put him into the conversation for this award. What about you, sir? Yeah, I, I get that mentality, and I feel like that worked on me last year. But I, I, I just the, the most improved player award has become a – Oh, here's a good player, but now he's making the jump to, yeah, perpetual all star. Yeah. Um. So Mikhail Bridges is a good top of of this list. Um. And by the way, print the Brooklyn Bridges shirts for all already. Let's go. Um. I can't believe Sengun is this high on this list. Me I don't neither. Think he would win this list. Um. I do like Franz. I think from our team, I actually yeah. would be comfortable putting some money on him because he's in a kind of spot where like basketball heads know him. Yes. Right. But now yes. they've won this gold medal. Right. He's going to come back. Mm-hmm. And if he is, his numbers improve and right. he's like an all-star or a fringe all-star. Now he's getting on the national radar. Like yeah. people are going, Oh, that's the cat that led Germany to the gold medal. And now he's balling out. He's averaging over 20 points a game for the magic. Oh yeah. And they got Paulo too. And then it will put us a little more in the convo. Yeah. He has to have a, just a absolute star making season for that to happen. He probably has to be closer to 30 points a game to try to ride this away from somebody else. But sadly of the guys on our team, I feel like it's the best shot. I think the, the idea you have for Mark L Fultz is proper, mm-hmm. but even if he got into the 22 and 10 a game, he would not be in the top five for this because it's a, popularity contest at the end of the day he'd have to really really jump his game way up to get in that most improved because i feel like they've got him slotted as a mid-tier guy so he has to do something big to overcome but i i'd I'd bet on france on that one if i had to make a choice between our guys i like that pick for you i think 
it just hinges on the team being good. You know, if we're, if the team as a whole, and I think the next one we're about to do six man, if the team as a whole, if we're in the top five teams in the East, that's going to turn heads nationally. And there's going to be someone that needs to be rewarded on the individual level for that. Whether it's the most improved player, whether it's six man, which we're about to get into, whether it's coach of the year, like that needs that, that will happen only if our team is top half of the Eastern conference, I think. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of other guys on this list, even some yeah. long shots. That, like I honestly like better to yeah. make that, that leap that we're talking about. So I, I Oh, you mean uh, Obi Toppin? Definitely not Obadiah Toppin. <laughs> I cannot believe he's on this list. I can't either, aw- man. He's such an awkward looking basketball player. He doesn't, he looks like one of those guys. that's like an athlete is in the right. gym a lot. And right. you look at him, he's like, he's in good shape, but he doesn't really have the like Aaron Gordon of Aaron of Gordon. Some people. Yeah. Well, Aaron Gordon, I'm going to say, I think Aaron Gordon's a better player. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he was. Well, Aaron Gordon had, it was the keys to the, to the Orlando magic pretty much right when he came in, he was a key piece. Obi Toppin came into a, a Knicks team that didn't really utilize him that much. That might have been because of Thibodeau. And now he's going to the, the Pacers, which, I mean, he's going to be like the sixth option on that team. I don't get that. Um, Anthony Edwards gets to the narrative that you have, have talked about. The guy that is going to perpetual stardom. I feel like he should be past this award. I was going to bring him up in the MVP conversation because if he can somehow turn around the Timberwolves and be yes. – a 30 point per game scorer. People love Anthony Edwards. Now that John Morant has fumbled the bag, they're looking at him as potentially being the face of American basketball now. So I think that he could, he could sneak in here, although it doesn't feel right for him to win most improved player to your point. It doesn't feel right for some of these guys to win it that have won it in recent years either. That's why like, I don't like seeing Jalen Brunson on this list to me. He's already up there. Right. Like he's already done that improved thing. Yeah. It was the year he was with the Mavs or yeah. you could have given it to him last, last year, year. His first year with the Knicks. Yeah. But you didn't. So right. now it's over. That, right. Like, he, that window should be done. Like, cause when you're already a good player, if you're already averaging like, you know, 20, 20 points right. a game and you grab jump to 32, were you the most improved? No, like, I don't think good. you were. So, yeah. So no, you're absolutely right. They've changed what they do with this award and it's kind of screwed up the voting for it is very weird. There's definitely a lot of long shots here. You should throw five bucks on folks and just yeah. sprinkle it around. And one of those guys could, could easily snap it up. All right. So here we go with six man of the year. Um, let's see here. I know we've got a couple guys on here. Oh, Oh, this is what I wanted to quiz you on Peach. We have two players in six man of the year. Don't look, don't look, no cheating Peach. Look, look into your camera. I can't don't, see him. Okay, good. Good. The old man's kicking in. All right, good. Um, <laughs> he's enlarging them on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. There are two Orlando Magic players on the sixth man of the year. I think everyone out there knows probably the first one. That is whom, Peach? Cole Anthony. Absolutely. Cole Anthony is on this list. He is at plus 8,000 odds. The favorite is Malcolm Brogdon, then Emmanuel Quickly, Norman Powell, Malik Monk. Oh. But who is the other Orlando Magic? There's only one other Orlando Magic in my betting app that had odds for six man of the year. You're never gonna guess this one. Because it should it, this player should not be in the running, I don't believe. I'm gonna guess Gary Harris. That's a great guess. No, but it's not. It's Joe Ingles. 
Oh, yeah, that should not be happening. <laughs> no, that should not be out there, right? So he's at plus 35,000 odds. So apparently Vegas thinks that Joe Ingles is going to have a much more outsized role than I do for our team. I don't I don't see him being a six man. I see him being like the eighth man off the bench, like backing up Paulo maybe, you know, as our four who can yeah. stretch the floor a little bit. Maybe he plays right. with Paulo a little bit as a three to give some shooting around Paulo sometimes when Franz is not on the court. But uh Cole Anthony, do you think this you think this could be the year for Cole? Does does he have is he gonna output enough scoring piece that he could win this for you? I don't know. I, I would love to see that happen. Although yeah. I'm sure Cole would rather see himself in the starting lineup. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I, yeah, I would like to see him get it, but I, I feel like there's always at least one guy that like wins this award that I'm like, Oh, that guy comes off the bench for them. Like, and you, you just didn't know that that guy came off the bench for them. Like he should start, but he doesn't. Right. Um, I don't know if he'll have that kind of numbers that he'll be able to compete with that. I am surprised to see like Emmanuel quickly second on this list. Um, some of these other guys does confuse me a little bit, but Hey, that's preseason betting right there. Right. They're all just taking a stab at stuff, throwing yeah. names out there all willy nilly. I mean, yeah, Joe Ingles is like you said, he's eighth or ninth off the bench. I don't think they have a ninth man of the year award. Maybe they should, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, six man is supposed to be like the guy that comes right off the bench first yep. or the guy, like I just said that you forget doesn't start for that team. And right. Joe Ingles, no slight to this man because I respect his game, is not that guy. <laughs> but like I said, they're throwing random names at the end of this thing. Even Grady Dick's on there. My God, I know that doesn't make much they're sense. Throwing I'm... Dick in everywhere they can put it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not mad at that. All right, so let's let's keep it moving. Let's keep it cruising from six man of the year to coach of the year, and and this gets back to what we were saying with the most improved piece. I think there's a really good shot that Jamal Mosley could win Coach of the Year. I, I think sure. he's a tremendous leader. You could see that he was getting more consistent with his lineups. That zone that was making us all pull our hair out at the beginning of the year, once guys got healthy and, again, the lineups were consistent, that zone actually worked really well against some teams and became extremely effective. So that's a button that Jamal Mosley is pushing. So he needs to get kudos for that as much as we wanted to, you know, rain on him, throw shade on him when things looked really weird at times. St we're starting to see it now. The, the mold, the clay that he was molding is starting to take shape. And again, if the Orlando Magic are, I would say, a fifth seed or higher in the East, I think there's a very strong case that Jamal Mosley wins Coach of the Year because – going from out of the playoffs to then securely in the playoffs, that's giving me those like when Doc Rivers won it. Although Doc Rivers, the heart and hustle teams, he didn't have the name recognition and the talent that Jamal Mosley has. But I still think he would have the the chops to do it. What are you thinking about Coach Mosley's odds, piece? What are you thinking about some of the other guys on these lists? I think Mosley's odds are appropriate. But I do think he's a good candidate if we have a good season. Right. I don't think we'll have a good enough season for him to win coach of the year. They usually like to give that to one of the teams that kind of surprises and becomes like one of the top two teams in their conference or, you know, maybe top three. And I, I don't know if we're going to get that high. Um, 
if you're looking for a long shot from me, I'll take the guy right. I'd take the guy right above Jamal Mosley on this list, Quinn Snyder. Oh, He's the been evil around villain the game for a long time. Uh, he took over the Pacers late last year. Uh, they've got a good roster. No, 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 no. He took over the Hawks last year. Oh, he took over the Hawks. Who took over yes. the Pacers? Um, that was uh, the guy who used to be coaching the Mavericks, and his name is Rick Carlisle. Oh, Carlisle. Yeah, oh, and he's, he's been good. there for two years now. This is his second year in Indiana. Yeah, okay. I got those guys mixed up then. Yeah. What's, a Mark, going? What's a Mark Dagno? Uh, that is one? the coach for the hey. Oklahoma City Thunder. Never so, heard of Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean – it's but not, I I don't, I'm not mad at you for uh, not knowing the Oklahoma City Thunder coach. I think yeah. I like J.B. Biggerstaff as another name, the Cavs coach. They're, mm. you know, I don't really believe in Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs. They kind of fell apart. I don't know if I believe in them in the playoffs, but this is a regular season mm. award. So if if they again are in the top of the Eastern Conference, you know, one, two, three there, he's going to have a really good argument for that award, especially if you see a guy like Evan Mobley making good internal development within the team, becoming more of a fringe star or all-star. So I really, I'm i going to put some money down on Mosley and rock with my guy for sure. But I also like uh, J.B. Bickerstaff. Um, Monty One of the Williams things that really tells you that they don't like to go back is that like Steve yeah. Kerr is way too low on this list, right? Greg Popovich, way right. too low on this list. They're mm-hmm. obviously probably better coaches than most of the coaches on this list. Pop mm-hmm. is already in the Hall of Fame, I think. Yeah. Um, so like, it's weird that they're that low, but their teams would, it's like they have to perform outrageously for them to be considered, you know, right. almost too good at that point. The that it doesn't work. So I think yeah. uh, that unknown guy would be a good, <laughs> would be a good dude from OKC if they end up uh, taking that jump forward. Um, that makes some sense to me. But yeah, I was, he was the only name on this list that I honestly didn't know. I'm not familiar with Will Hardy either, uh, but he's a little lower on the list. So, okay. Uh, we've got, we've got three more and this one's going to be quick. This is the Western conference. That's play of the year. Are we doing it? Where, where is that coming? No, in? we're not doing defensive. We don't have anyone. I, I didn't put defensive player on the year on these because we don't have anyone that's even like remotely in the conversation for that. So I didn't want to, want to include it. Okay. Finally, mark the date, everybody. 9, 10, 23. Kyle has finally given up on J.I. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, now you're getting me. That is sad because Jonathan Isaac was a defensive player of the year candidate. We all know that he could could have been. Sure. Maybe he still could be, but I don't even think he was in the odds. I'm not sure. I have doubts right. that the guy will be able to play more than 15 minutes, and that's just, yeah. hey, that's All where right. I am. That makes sense. That All makes right. sense. All right. Fair All enough. Right. Back to Western Conference. Let's do this one quick. Uh, Nuggets are the favorites in the West, plus 240. Then Suns, Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, your Dallas Mavericks over there, Peach. Um, you going to put some money on, on, the home te- in the home, on the home team there now? Hometown I mean, team, that's what I meant to say. I don't know. Maybe, you know me, I don't like to like, I wouldn't put money on the nuggets or the Suns or yeah. the warriors. Those odds are not long enough for me. So, right. Uh, once I start seeing four digits, I get excited. So yeah, <laughs> the maps, the maps are in there. That's a possibility. They could, um, I mean, it's a regular season thing too. You know, I mean, they've got two stars that can kind of carry games. I don't like betting on these. I don't bet on these really because teams, as you said, they don't, put enough stock in necessarily getting that first seed teams will take their foot off the gas at the end of seasons because it's not super crucial. They want to get in. Maybe they want to be one of the top ish seeds, the top four seeds, 
but they're not overly oh, concerned this, this, with getting that. This is who finishes at the end of the regular season. I thought this was who goes to the finals. I think this is wins the Western Conference in the regular season, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. But well, maybe maybe not, that's, though. That's a different tale. That's a different okay. tale. Because I, I couldn't see anybody outperforming the Nuggets record-wise over right. the long haul. So okay. I probably wouldn't waste my money betting on this one. <laughs> All right. N- but, n- nor will I. Nor will I. Let's just look at the East really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtics, Bucks, Heat, surprisingly third. I think a lot of prognosticators are already thinking that Damian Lillard to the Heat is a foregone conclusion because they lost Max oh. Struess. They lost Gabe Vincent, who, you know, not huge names, but they were crucial to that team winning that many games last year. So you lose two Seven. key guys. I don't they they don't have crazy depth there now, and you're gonna have to give up more to get Damian Lillard. We'll see. Then it's the 76ers who could turn into a dumpster fire. The Cavs, the Orlando Magic, we are at plus Fifteen thousand odds to win the Eastern Conference. I guess it, you're right. It probably is to win the Eastern Conference. That would mean playoffs. Mm. Yeah, I, I if it if it's the playoffs, more teams have a have a shake at it. If it's the regular season, we all know the Celtics love to win regular season games. Yeah, um, we all know the Heat aren't really that keen on winning regular season games, so they're right. way too high. Um. Yeah, I, I feel like the decline of the possible decline of the Heat and Sixers leaves some room there in the middle, but I don't really see a lot of people ready to make that jump, and I'm not sure we're ready to make that jump. I think no. it's a next year thing. So, yeah, there's there's there could be some weird teams sitting at like the third or fourth overall seed at the end of this and have themselves a, a shot to get through. And let's be honest, the Miami Heat did not belong in the NBA Finals last year, but they got there yeah. as the eighth seed. So mm-hmm. like. You know, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I don't I don't like betting on really any team in the East, to be honest, because no. they're just not reliable. Well, I'm going to put money on your your B team, the Bucks. I again, I my B team. I don't like Chris Stops. I, I don't I don't love giving up defense for offense because defense wins championships, as they say. So I, I don't love that trade. I think there's some problems there potentially. And the Heat are thin. The 76ers, they have this whole James Harden fiasco. That doesn't seem like a recipe to win. And I think the Bucks are, they got a chip now. You know, they were champions. They were in the mix. And now they're kind of an afterthought at times for people. And I think that hopefully motivates them. They got one more bite of the apple because they're getting, you know, they're starting to get a little old. Um, you know, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Chris Milton, these guys are starting to get a little up there. So, I think that they have just a drive and a determination. That's who I would put money on, but I don't think I'm going to. Let's now talk about the last the last wager we're going to talk about is the Southeast Division winner. So, and I also included the Southwest Division winner because your B team the Mavericks are in there. The Miami Heat not are the, my, not my they're, they're my C team. Your C team. Oh, yeah, what's your B team? Oh, yeah, that's you true. Just the, had the Bucks. The B-team. Bucks. You're right. You're right. Jeez, Louise, can't keep track. So the Heat are the favorites to win the division. The Hawks, then us at plus seven fifty, which it's not quite four digits, but is that spicy enough for you, Peach? The Charlotte Hornets and then the Washington Wizards. How do you feel about this? Well, I bet on the Magic last year, even though we had the longest odds. I think we were probably in this, probably about the odds the Wizards had, maybe even more. Yeah, and I thought to myself, you know what? Why not? Why not? Throw five or ten down there because that's that's good odds. Seven fifty is juicy enough to get me to bite. I think okay. that we are better than the Wizards and the Hornets. 
Yeah. And I think we are capable of beating the Hawks. And yeah. as long as Jimmy Butler is just a regular Jimmy Butler and no one's holding his family hostage in the basement, the yeah. Heat are beatable as well. And and as you said, they don't they don't really seem to care too much about the regular season. They just went from the eighth no. seed to the finals. So they're totally comfortable losing the South Southeast division, yeah, but still making the making that play in as mm-hmm. a, you know second or third best team in that conference. And right, then, yeah. So I, yeah. I think it's a possibility. I like those odds, seven fifty. Yeah, ten to win seventy five. Not too bad. Peach gives it his stamp of approval. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, let's go Magic. Let's put it down. What wagers did you like from Wager Time or Wagner Time or Vog Vogger Time? Uh, let us know in the comments, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what are you putting your money down on? Although many of our listeners are in Florida, you can't bet recent, you can't still bet. You can do fantasy. You can carry a gun without a license. You can't teach. (laughs) You have to teach that slavery had some benefits. I'm, you can gamble. You can't gamble. You can't smoke weed. Make it make sense. Florida. I'm so confused. Are those the laws? Texas has a lot of those same laws, but you know what law they just passed, which is amazing. Yeah. Is that if a drunk driver kills somebody, then they Uh have to pay that, uh, the, the, uh, child support. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I, I love that. that. Was already I think happening. that's amazing. I thought that was already no, happening. So that's, I don't think that's, that's happening in a lot of places, but it, it should be, right? I don't, have a, I don't have a transition from a drunk driver uh, just causing tragedy for a family. So. We stumped him. <laughs> <laughs> he can't, he's like, I can't do a porn thing. I can't, I yeah, what it, yeah, I'm outside of my comfort zone here. It doesn't have to do with boobs. It's no boobs. <laughs> Why don't you shout out our all-stars and second cousins on Patreon? Perfect. Shout out again to our closest supporters on the Patreon. Magic Player History, Bolby the Don, Paulo and Franz's Warmth, Andy, Dylan, Drum, Raph, Breadhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Connor and Yachty. Thanks so much, guys, for the support. As we said, it's already going into making the show better. And and congratulations to uh, Buddy. We'll reach out for that jersey. All right, Peach, it's that time, sir. Hit the button. You found it? Okay, there it goes. So, Peach, um, I'm doing a little I'm, – I'm, I'm running an audible here because you already talked about you were in the flow state with hockey, and that was going to be my question to set you up to talk about that. So, Ellen DeGeneres is now on board with Pickleball, Peach. LeBron owes a t- owns a team along with Kevin Love, a pro pickleball team. Peach. Are you getting in? Are you? Are you? Do you find some people down in Texas? Will you get into pickleball with me? No. Okay. I, it's a that's a fringe sport. I'd rather play tennis or ping pong. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's a bastarded hybrid of the two. I yeah. understand people enjoy it. It's fun. My dad loves it. You love it. Your mom loves it. Like, have at it. It's okay. just not for me. I'm not interested. The I don't know how there, are, how are there teams in pickleball. This is this is so this is ca- so causing some cognitive dissonance for me because this is so old man of you, Peach, to not want to try the newfangled thing. But also, old men love pickleball, so I'm confused. What ha- what do you have for me, Peach? Next one. Well, I'm middle aged, so that's why I, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten completely over the edge. I want kids off my lawn, but I'm not ready to play pickleball. <laughs> uh, so I, when I was we. We talked earlier about me playing hockey. Yeah. It was you know, a couple days ago now, but I'm still sore. I yeah. think it might be one of my most physically demanding moments in my body's life and history. Mm. What, what would you say yours is? Um, Probably 
uh, something having to do with CrossFit, man. Like those fucking workouts are stupid. I think that there was one time when I was sick and I did a extremely intense workout and I got into that Jordan illness state and I lifted more and I was like the first place finisher in that workout and I just crushed it. And then my body just de deteriorated and for the next three days I was fucking bedridden. So I hope that doesn't wow, happen you to just, you. You just shoved Byron Russell to the side and then hit a jumper and won the exactly. game. That's amazing. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. So now, Pish. FIBA's over. The, 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 the Deutschland has won the gold medal, yes! Uh, how many minutes did you actually watch of the FIBA tournament, Peach? Live action, not highlights. Zero. <laughs> I had a feeling. I had a feeling it was going to be zero. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely zero. I've never made any bones about it. I'm not interested in it. I, I do did check some highlights here and there. Okay. See a wrap-up maybe on SportsCenter. That's about yeah. it. That's all I need. I'm good. All right. Well, do did the next freaking bullet point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, Madden. Okay. I've gotten it. Uh, okay. I haven't played it in a while. I, I I know you video game a little bit. We never really talked about it. It's one of the most popular video games mm -hmm. in the country. Have you? Do you Madden? Have you ever Madden? I haven't Madden probably since like 1995 when I got the PlayStation 1. And you would just throw to the receiver and you did the trick where you would like run in a circle and that just fucked the defense for some reason. They just couldn't catch you if you did spirals up the field. But I also yeah, saw... Yeah, Mobile, you thought they fixed it. But yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't. I saw that the sixth man recently gave away NBA 2K and they got tons of social media interaction. Maybe we should do that. Let us know. You want us to give away a Madden or an NBA 2K as a, yeah, as a way to drive Yeah, 2K is coming some... out soon. Uh, I, 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 got, I think I got year last year's. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, it's fun, but you know, after a while, you lose time to play video games. But For sure. But it's a good time. It's a good time. So Noah Lyles, the track star for the USA caught some flack for seemingly criticizing the idea that the NBA championship, they call themselves world champions. And he said, you know, I'm paraphrasing, that's not champions of the world to me. There's a lot of basketball happening around the world. And lo and behold, USA goes down, doesn't even medal in the FIBA World Cup. He didn't back down. Is he onto something there, Peach? First of all, I'd like to say that I hope that somewhere on somebody's podcast overseas, someone is saying, Jason Pichet says this and this and this and this and this. Because who the fuck is Noah Lyles? Track star? Star? Come on, bro. I have not heard of you. Like, to be a star <laughs> in all fair. those things, you need to be, like, more of a household name to make such comments. People have said this before, though. It does kind of make sense to not say you're the world champion. Yeah. You're the champion of your league, especially if it's played somewhere else. I think you can say that in the NFL because there are no other NFL, there are no other football leagues like outside of this area. So you could go ahead and say it if you wanted. It is a weird moniker to go ahead and say world championship. Right. I don't disagree with his statement here. I'm just like thinking, why does this guy need to be the face of it? Who the fuck is this guy? He's a track guy. He's not even like a part of an actual thing. It's not a team I sport. Even, what he does. I hadn't he heard run. about him since until this came up either. So I don't know. Yeah, you wrote, you wrote Noah Lyles as if like, oh, he's you know Jackie the Jackie <laughs> I don't know. I just era. wrote star. Like, I wrote star. I don't even know if he's any good. I just I just had no point of reference. So I'm like, you better be a goddamn star. I tell you that if you wrote that down. I don't know why his no, why what he says would make so much noise. Uh, I, I wish what we said made that much noise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. 
All right. The, uh, your Cowboys are going to be playing against the G-Men Sunday mm-hmm. night football tonight. Have mm-hmm. you made any bets on this thing? And who, who, who should we join you with? As a, the, as a general guys? rule, I think it's two and a half to the to the Cowboys right now. They're, they're favored by two and a half. I probably won't bet on it just because we have two offensive linemen that are questionable, both Smiths, Tyler Smith and, and Tyron Smith. Uh, if that's not confusing enough for you. So I probably won't throw money on that, even though we have owned them. And I also, as a rule, don't bet on things that I'm not there to watch and enjoy because that's why I bet. It makes things a little spicier when I'm there. So it's an 820 kickoff. I might see the first quarter, maybe the first half, but you know your boy, the red lettuce, Kyle, is not staying up for that entire game. I got to get up and teach the youth, Peach. Hey, you got to move to the West Coast. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm thinking about it at some point. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to get out of here, Peach. It's 1230 my time. i am got to go 45 minutes away. I'm going to be late for these ones, but that's okay because I had a hell of a time. I enjoyed the shit out of this show, Peach. It was great connecting with you. Thanks for the laughs, man. And thank you all, Second Cousins, for being here for it. Hope you got some chuckles along the way. And, um, yeah, like, subscribe, feed the algorithm overlord. We're not worthy. And we'll see you on episode 53. Peace. Catamount 84 on PS4. Come come for me. I'm ready. We'll football it out. (laughs) Thanks for coming.